0: So how did you end up in school administration? What's the story? I'm actually super curious in that. And if you want to email it to me, danny at betterleadersbetterschools.com, please do. I'd love to read it. But we kind of get into that at the beginning of today's conversation where my guest found himself surrounded by all these principals, central office leaders and so on. He was a second year teacher. Think about the imposter syndrome and that small negative voice in your head, right? I'm not supposed to be here. And when he got back to school, talked to the principal, said, Oh, yeah, you are supposed to be there. I love that story. And my guest, Dr. Chad Dumas, is going to unpack it even more at the top of the episode. But it makes me think a lot about how did you get into school administration? And even more importantly, How are you calling out the gifts that exist in all your people? Calling them to a bigger, better, more ideal future self. Hey, this is Danny. I'm a principal development and retention expert. I'm a best-selling author, and I host two of the world's most downloaded podcasts. And this show is for you, a ruckus maker, which means you've made three commitments. You've committed to investing in your continuous growth. You've committed to challenging the status quo, and you've committed to designing the future of school right now. We'll we'll be back with the main conversation after a few messages from our show sponsors. Take the next step in your professional development with Harvard Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Learn from Harvard Business and Education school faculty while you collaborate with a global network of fellow school leaders. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Even the most highly effective ruckus maker can't be in all classrooms offering incredible feedback all the time. So what if teachers could gather their own feedback without relying on you? And not only their own feedback but meaningful feedback that would improve their instruction. Well, check out the TeachFX app by visiting teachfx.com forward slash better leaders, and you can pilot their program today. Go to teachfx.com forward slash better leaders to see how. Why do students struggle? I'd argue that they lack access to quality instruction, but think about it. That's totally out of their control. What if there was something we could teach kids then? What if there was something within their control that would help them be successful in every class? And it's not a magic pill or a figment of your imagination. When students internalize executive functioning skills, they succeed. Check out the new self-paced online course brought to you by our friends at Organized Binder that shows teachers how to equip their students with executive functioning skills. You can learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go. All right. Hey, Ruckus Makers. I am here today with Dr. Chad Dumas, who is a Solution Tree Associate and international consultant, presenter, and award-winning researcher whose primary focus is collaborating to develop capacity for continuous improvement. Having been a successful teacher, principal, central office administrator, professional developer, and consultant in a variety of school districts, he brings his passion, expertise, and skills to his writing and speaking as he engages participants in meaningful and practical learning. In his Amazon best-selling books, Let's Put the C in PLC, and an action guide to Put the C in PLC, Chad offers readers and audiences educational research, engaging stories, hands-on tools, and useful knowledge and skills they can implement immediately. Chad,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure and honor to join you and the Ruckus Maker Nation. Absolutely, thanks for being here.
0: Uh, I'm going I want to ask you about a second year teacher. You know, as a second year teacher, excuse me, your principal said you need to go to this training. That's a good opening story. So, what was that all about?
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I was a middle school uh, music teacher. And my principal, Dick Spearman, in Lincoln Public Schools, he came to me and he said, Chad, there's this training uh, downtown. That's what they referred to district authors as was downtown. Said, I I think yeah. you need to go to this training. And it was like uh, eight days during the course of the year. I had no, no idea what I was getting into. Uh, Janie Pollack was the presenter. And I get to this training. And um, the training was on Classroom Instruction That Works, that 2000, mm. 2001 copyright book. And, of course, yeah. Janie Pollack is one of the authors right? With right. Um, yeah. Bob Marzano and uh, uh, Pickering and Janie Pollack. And so I get to this training and I'm in a room with know, 50, 60, 70 people, power suits. You know, everybody's dressed up to the hilt, and then I'm, you know, here's a second year teacher. And I come to find yeah. out that I was the only teacher that every person was principals, directors, assistant superintendents, I don't think the superintendent was there, but like all of the upper echelon folks. Yes. And then me. Um, Just then. <laughs> there so are. there I am. And so I went back, uh, you know, it was like two days, four times during the year or something like that. So I went back to the, the principal and I got back at the end of the two days. And I said, uh, Dick, I, I, think, I think you're supposed to be the guy here at this training. And he looked at me and he said, no, Chad, you're supposed to be there.
0: You know, I'm curious, you know, how, how did that feel? Because so you, you got that message from the principal, you're supposed to be there. But also uh, before you unpack that with, with the principal, you're sitting there and you said surrounded by these power suits <laughs> or whatever. I'm also curious, do you remember what you were wearing by any chance? I don't know.
1: I don't, but I know it was not a tie because I did not wear a tie. Okay. Back in the day. gotcha. Uh, probably a button up shirt of some sort, but. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But
0: you, so you're there right? And you, you realize like, well, what am I doing here too? So can you un- unpack that a little bit for us as well? Because that, that I don't know if that was unnerving for you or, you know, you stuck around, right? And then you got that feedback from your principal, you are supposed to be.
1: Yeah, it, it was very unnerving. And I, um, you know, when we engage with partners or in small groups, I was pretty silent. Uh, listening to others, which I think was a good uh, early on message to me about um, myself as a person and as a leader, the importance of listening. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and then, you know, over time, over the course of those six or eight days during the course of the year, after Dick said to me, no, Chad, you're supposed to be there, growing into something that I didn't think I could be, right? Uh-huh. You know, he saw in me more than what I, I saw in myself. And so it challenged me, it pushed me, and it was an incredible learning experience. I can point back to that as being like one of those uh, touchstones, if you will, right? Like we all have these times in our lives that we look back and we say, maybe, you know, maybe at the time we don't realize it, but we look back a year or five years or 10 years and say, you know what, that was really a seminal moment for me. Right. I have that moment too, you know, I was hanging out,
0: working out, lifting with my, my friend DeAndre and... Uh, he just accepted his first principalship and he said, Danny, you know, I see leadership in you and I want you on the team, right? Uh, you should really consider going back to, to school to get the admin credential. You know, I want to hire you as an AP, right? And up until that point, Chad, like I was super happy in the classroom, never thought of myself as an administrator, you know, maybe a little bit as a leader here and there. I, I led, you know, like the AVID program, the department, grade level types of stuff. But uh, certainly not principal, assistant principal. But he said, I want you on the team. And that was the moment for me that everything changed, right? And next thing you know, I'm starting this podcast. I got to talk to Dr. Chad Dumas on the show, like in some really interesting people. And it's, it's changed my life. So thanks for um, sharing that. I'm, I'm wondering for the, the ruckus maker that's listening or watching, you know, what are some tips that you might have for them in terms of? Pulling out that greatness, right? That we see in others, their potential that's, that's sometimes just
1: kind of hanging out there, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if I have like hardcore tips, if you will, but just some like considerations anyway. How's that sound? Mm. So I know for me how important it is to, to see beyond what other people see, right? It's like this idea of, uh, you know, in your work too, you talk a lot about values, right? And the values we hold on yeah. those are things you can't see. It's like underneath the 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 ocean, the iceberg, right? We only see what's right. at, at the very tip. And so we only see people's behaviors. We don't see what they believe in themselves, what they think of themselves, what they know of themselves, mm. those values and and beliefs. And so for me, seeing in others what they may not see in themselves and believing that they are the best person possible, right? And maybe it's a hallucination sometimes, I don't know. But it helps me to frame how I come about working with that individual, right? To yeah, them, yeah. to first of all, see it. But then the second consideration I have is, is to act on it, right? To mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. intently, to engage in active listening. So I'm not just, you know giving the perception that the that sound waves are washing over my ear, but I'm actively listening and engaging in paraphrases that help to reframe another person's thinking or to raise assumptions or values that they might hold that they're not even aware of, right? And to ask questions that also prompt thinking. So those would be a couple of considerations I would have, is to to see the best in others and then to act on that, to treat them as if they're the best, most noble human being possible. For sure, yeah. It's, it's holding them in high regard, you know, is yes. what you're talking
0: about. And yeah. it's sort of very, what you do with another person, it's sort of something I teach uh, ruckus makers too. When they feel like they're stuck, to me, one of the best ways to get unstuck as a leader to slow things down for a moment, maybe even you close your eyes and focus on the breath, but it's sort of a visualization where all right, I don't want to do this thing or, you know, you're lacking the energy, motivation, will, or whatever. And I ask leaders to uh, visualize themselves five years, 10 years out, right? So the the Chad or the Danny in 2033, they're doing, in my view, like I always am trying to expand and grow, right, and create more value. So they're doing bigger and better things. That's just an assumption I have. So what does that future version of me and I, a more ideal version of me need from current version of me that's stuck in this moment mm-hmm. always snaps me out of any type of funk because I just like, I'm trying to grow into that. So that's, uh, I think that's kind of what you're doing in people too. Um, and another the other thing too, just to honor you for a moment, you were talking about re- listening and reflecting, mm-hmm. right? You're great at that. Really, seriously. Uh Prior to hitting record, the ruckus makers won't know, but it's very, um, apparent that, uh, Chad's aware of stuff going on for me, right? And, uh, when I, I talk to a lot of people and they're not always as aware or as, uh, uh empathetic and compassionate checking in. I just want to highlight that as a, as a superpower of yours. And that really means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you. That's really awesome. Thanks. So, hey, let's talk. Let, yeah. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, You have a book, Let's Put the C in PLC. And maybe listening is a part of building that collaborative environment. But could you give us just a high-level overview, right? What are the 10 elements found in this book?
1: Yeah, so for those uh, familiar with the phrase, PLC stands for professional learning community. And so the idea of this book is what does it take to create that community, that collaborative community in professional Mm -hmm. learning and so yeah. um what what I've done is look at what what do what do other people say about what it takes to create that community and what's the role of the principal specifically in building that professional learning community and identify 10 elements of what it takes to do that. And so these are mm-hmm. uh, this is what what knowledge a uh, principal needs to have. So it's not skill focused, it's really focused on what do I need to know? Cuz you know, we can't before, before we close the knowing doing gap, we need to know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of emphasis in, you know, in society around closing the knowing doing gap, right? Like I know that I shouldn't have that donut, but I need it anyway, right? There's a knowing doing gap, but first I have to know I shouldn't have that donut. And so this is looking at what are those 10 things. And it just happened to be 10 items that what principles need to know. And then we can focus on the doing. That the principal needs to know to build uh, that collaborative environment. And uh, um, yeah, and you kind of like gave a little headway into that first, element building relationships. I like to use the phrase, so I took Latin in high school. And I don't remember a lot of Latin. Really? Oh, baseball? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. One of the phrases I loved and in in, refer to periodically is sine qua non, sine qua non. And it means without which there is nothing. So relationships, sine qua non, without relationships, there's nothing, right? And so it starts with that foundation of love, of hope, of trust, of humility, of caring, right? These are like these foundational elements that really get to who we are as people. And if you aren't well aware of those virtues, if you will, and working to build those virtues in yourself, then any skills that you develop will simply become manipulative. Right. And so we don't want to be manipulative. We want to be authentic. And right. that requires us to just uh, mm-hmm. examine our own selves and and establish mm-hmm. those relationships based on love, hope, faith, compassion, empathy, yeah, etc. Humility. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So otherwise what I heard, I guess the the challenge in in yeah, the thing to the red flag to watch out for is, you know, come across as manipulative or, uh, you know, just an example of something like feedback, right? And you put in all this work and you read all the books and get trained. Maybe even have a coach around delivering effective feedback. If you're not building that relationship, if you're not looking within yourself, it, it'll just, it's not even going to land. You know, you might as well tell it to Iraq.
1: Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And And people may not tell you. <laughs> I <laughs> are you're, you're being manipulative. They, they probably won't, right? You just won't see yeah, us sure. being effective in building that collaborative environment. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, can I follow up? Let me pull on that thread. So yeah, they're not going to, Chad, that's manipulative, right? They're not going to say that. <laughs> so, but so surely there might be some signs, right? Like, and maybe, I don't know, just thinking off the top of my head. If you're asking yourself a question like, oh, I know this is the direction we need to go in. This is a great idea and da-da-da. But nobody seems to be implementing, or right, or with
1: you. Like, would that be a sign? Potentially, yep, yep. And absolutely. That can absolutely be a sign. I also think about. I've had the benefit of working with many amazing leaders over my career, and then I've also had a benefit the, the benefit could all it is a benefit, right? We learn a lot from the people yeah, uh, non examples, and I've also engaged with folks of amazing leadership. Um, and so some of the characteristics that jump out are, you know, there becomes a lot of uh, what sometimes they call um, car key conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So people are in the parking lot with their keys in their hand and having their conversations yeah. out in the parking lot as opposed to in the room, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So the, that's like a sign. People leaving um, voluntarily, you know, and if you're a title Yep. Yep. Retention problems. And, um, you know, as leaders, we need to be able to have ways to gather feedback from folks in anonymous ways, um, safe ways. If you're in meetings and you're the first one to speak and others aren't speaking, that's probably a sign that, 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 uh, there is, aren't relationships established. So there's lots of like little subtle things that, uh, start to show up along the way. Right. And just a tip for the ruckus maker listening or watching too,
0: and I learned this uh, probably the hard way, you know, as a younger leader, but you don't realize how much weight your your voice has, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you're not like this over the top gregarious sort of leader, just the fact that you're the leader, like your your voice has weight. And so I would challenge myself to just ask a lot of questions and really give my input last if I, you know. That became a game for me because if I spoke first, that colored the tone of everything. And what you don't want is everybody saying,
1: yes, great idea, Danny. You're the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to get this in. Oh, go ahead. Just thinking along those lines that uh, a a sentence starter that may be useful for some leaders, ruckus makers who are listening well. That because people may look to you and say, hey, what do you think? A sentence frame could be one that I would use is, that's an interesting comment or question it seems like you've thought about this more than i have. so share with me whether you are some of your initial thoughts based on uh, this topic mm-hmm. or, right like this idea of you've you've thought about it more than i have what do you think right I, i'm i'm not just yeah. you know pitching the ball wow. but i am honoring right. your expertise and i do want to hear what's your opinion totally. like. and, and 9 times out of 10 they talk themselves through it and off we go they never come back and say hey, what did you think
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that because you're building the person up in the moment. And I'm currently in this uh, two-year mindfulness and meditation certification program. And I've just noticed with the leaders of that program, they're so good. Even with like a comment that I judge in the moment, And I'm just like, Why? you know they, know, they never say that. They build that person up even like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's just, right. it's amazing. The person sits a bit taller and all this kind of stuff. So without relationships, you have nothing. That leads me, I, mean, I took this off the wall. I wanted to show you, Chad. I'll read it to the uh, Ruckus Maker listing. But one of my values, you can never go around treating people right. Yeah. That's how I like to think about it. So, you know, we're really, really talking about relationships. Loving this conversation. We're going to get some messages in from our sponsors. Chad, when we get back, I want to hear more about the Collaborative Leadership Academy. Perfect. Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this
1: program. I Deeply believe that every single person on this planet has superpowers, and it is our job as educators to tap into them and
0: unleash them. Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. In post pandemic classrooms, student talk is crucial, and when classrooms come alive with conversation, teachers and students both thrive. TeachFX helps teachers make it happen. The TeachFX instructional coaching app provides insights into student talk, effective questions, and classroom conversation quality. TeachFX professional development complements the app and empowers teachers with best practices for generating meaningful student discourse. Teachers using TeachFX increase their student talk by an average of 40%. Imagine that, 40% more ownership. Over the class by students. Ruckus makers can pilot TeachFX with their teachers. Visit TeachFX.com/slash betterleaders to learn how. That's TeachFX.com forward slash betterleaders. As students progress through their K-12 experience, schoolwork only gets harder and more complex. Yet at the same time, students are asked to be more independent in their learning. Young people struggling with executive functioning skills will fall further and further behind. The pandemic, let's be real, it's only made things worse. The remedy is found in equipping students with executive functioning skills. Our friends at Organized Binder have released a new self-paced course and it teaches you how to teach these executive functioning skills and set up your students for success. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com slash go and start setting up your students for success today. Again, that's over at OrganizedBinder.com slash go. All right, and we're back with Dr. Chad Dumas, and we were talking recently about his book, Let's Put the C in PLC, which you should uh, definitely pick up. And Chad, you know, you have an interesting program, the Collaborative Leadership Academy,
1: and I'd Love to hear a little bit more about what's that all about? Yeah, so the Collaborative Leadership Academy grew out of the book. People who are reading the book saying, "Hey, I want more of this, and I want to take it take it from knowledge to skills, from knowing to doing." And so, uh, so that's where the Collaborative Leadership Academy came from. a Year long academy where we do two days of upfront training in typically in the summer, okay. and then three days uh, on on-site coaching um, with the participants, uh, like one hour on-site coaching for participant during the course of the year. Sure, and then we'll come back at the, the end of the year for one day to pull together our learning and um, make make steps, plans for next steps. And so um, typically a district or a regional uh, like service agency, ESU, ESA, whatever they're called differently, different places, right? Has engaged in this for like the principals or other school leaders. And we just, we take the book and we dive into it with going beyond yeah. just the knowledge, but to the application and then the action, right? Where we're coaching during the year and you're, you're implementing and you're sure. on the
0: implementation. Right. Yeah. And you, you have that knowledge and put it in the practice gap, right? And so the application, like that's such an important part. You know, uh, another thing that I say, our ideas are great, just not the greatest. That's because action is everything and you help people implement. So I really appreciate admire and appreciate that about your work. The question I'd like to ask is when, you know, somebody enrolls in this collaborative leadership academy, they're going through the book with you, implementing the ideas. What's that result after they apply, right? Like do you have a, a mini case study or something you'd love to celebrate, this leader was able to achieve, you know, X because of
1: the work. Well, it's it's amazing. Actually, this last year, I've had two different Organizations, district, and a regional service agency engage in a collaborative leadership academy, and every single participant has latched onto the same idea, uh, which I was not expecting uh, those first times through. Uh, but they all latched onto element eight uh, in the. Okay. I've got these little bookmarks that uh, had made well, when they participate. So it's got the the ten elements, but the element eight is about involving staff in important decisions mm-hmm. and. What I think happens is, yeah, that makes sense. We want to involve staff. What we don't have is systems and processes to access the, the thinking of all staff. And so mm-hmm. what I laid out in the book is uh, an example from a school with some considerations, and every single one of them has just run with it. And basically in thirty second synopsis, the idea is setting up strategic committees to lead the work. Of improving the school, right? So it's aligned with the strategic plan or the school improvement plan, whatever you call it. And the principal is guiding the work through chairs and co-chairs of these committees and subcommittees who then are touching every single staff member. So you can have a, a school with, there's one school I work with that has 170 teachers on the staff, you know, just certificated teaching mm-hmm. staff. This principal hasn't gone through the Collaborative Leadership Academy, but they've been implementing this principle. They're able to get the voices of 170 staff members into the work without having to sit in front of a staff meeting you know, or a lecture hall, right? So, so we just have to think about those systems and processes to make it so that we're systematically encouraging, accessing, and implementing the, the best ideas of staff.
0: Yeah, so the, the ruckus maker multiplies himself herself through these strategic committees. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that's exactly right. You're, you're quite the listener yourself. Uh, I've done a few of these conversations, <laughs> so, anyways, that's awesome. I, you know, I I feel terrible if I didn't ask. So, okay, cool. It sounds like a great opportunity. You know, how, how do we people learn more about the Cla- collaborative leadership academy? Uh, yeah, how could
1: they find out more about it? Yeah, they just reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook or my email, and uh, we'll we'll hook you up with with it. Yeah, sounds
0: good. It will have all of those links for you in the show notes. Uh, so let's get to the last three questions that I love to ask all my guests. Chad, if you could put one message on all school marquees for just one day, what would your message be?
1: This is a, this is a hard one because there's actually two that I would want to put on. But I think I'll go with the, with, since the question is just one, and I have it up here actually on, in, on here, right? It says, I want you to be happy, to laugh, smile, and rejoice in order that others may be made happy by you. Yeah, very encouraging.
0: Thank you, Chad. And let's talk about building your dream school. If you were not constrained by any resources, your only limitation was your ability to imagine building your dream school. What would be the three guiding principles?
1: Well, the first guiding principle is we've got to access the voice and expertise of the community. Uh, in, in which we're building this. Students, parents, community members, the whole whole thing, right? Is, uh, schools are expressions of communities. And so in the building of the physical, design of the building, et cetera, we want to access that. The second thing that I think would be really critical is making sure that whatever the physical our building is, that it has uh, elements of the outside, inside, and elements of the inside, outside, right? So that it's fully... Optimized for student learning. And my mind goes to Adelaide Stevenson High School. Uh, for anyone who's been to Adelaide Stevenson in, in Chicago, it has some of those elements that are just like incredible where when kids come there, it doesn't feel like a school, right? It's not institutional. It right. feels like it's a community, right? There's spaces for kids to interact with each other that are outside of classrooms, comfortable couches and chairs and coffee shops, uh, right? Like it's, it's, a, it's a place that we come that's a safe, loving, welcoming space. And then mm-hmm. the third thing, a uh, third principle that I would want to employ is that the adult learning is as important as student learning. As we mm-hmm. know that when adults learn more, students learn more. And so we are focused on as the adults in the building, improving our practice and results for students. When you get better, everybody wins. So, <laughs> hey, I've we been covered <laughs> somewhere.
0: <laughs> for sure. We covered a lot of ground today. It was a rich episode and I appreciate all the the wisdom and uh, practical things that you shared with the Ruckus Maker listening or watching of everything we discussed today. What's the one thing you want a
1: Ruckus Maker to remember? The one thing is that you matter. What you say and what you do impacts others. And so as you are impacting others be sure to be drawing out from them their very best, even if they don't even know what they're very
0: Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, Daniel at Schools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you